The chase is on. Welcome everyone to Chasing Ball Game, the sports betting podcast that is loaded with great sports information as well as selections against the spread to start your post-holiday week off with some winners, at least we hope to. I am Jimmy Brown, your host, and there is no holiday hangover here. I'm ready to go. And for those of you that are new to the Chasing Ball Game podcast, let me break it down for you really quick. It's fueled by chasers. Who are chasers? These are uh, not only fans, but friends of the show that post information all week long via Twitter or other social media outlets. And I pick it up and I put it right in here and I put it all together and uh, I make it hopefully an entertaining show. So if you want to be a chaser, you want to have your name or if you want to have some information that you'd like to share right here on the segment on the show, feel free to hit me up at Chasing Ball Game. You can find me on Twitter and that's where I will pick up your information. And put it right here. In this day after Christmas edition, I'm going to break down a bowl game. I'm going to look at the NBA with a betting the buckets segment. And I'm going to finish off with a quick hitting preview and pick against the spread for the week 16 finale in the NFL. The Monday night meeting between the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm going to share what I think is an amazing prediction that I think is going to come true. The show is blazing quick with few picks. So let's get started and let's go bowling. Let's start with college football. And look, college football season is something else to me. And everyone likes to complain about so many bowl games and who cares about the weed eater bowl game or this bowl game or that bowl game. Look, not me. If we get a chance to bet on bowl games for two weeks straight, I'm in. I'm ready to go. I like them all, too. And look, tonight is the Independence Bowl between Vanderbilt, North Carolina State. Wolfpack open up about three and a half favorite and they've Bumped up, I see five, five and a half out there. The total sitting around 45. By the way, that's a four-point increase on the total from the opening of 41. Both teams, they come into this game, I want to say, on a roll, if you will. They're both off big wins over in-state rivals to get their sixth wins of the season. So overall, not the best teams in college football, but North Carolina State upset North Carolina, and Vanderbilt beat down Tennessee. Now, Vanderbilt... They're the interesting team to me here. They've had 114 more attempts rushing than passing this season. So you're thinking they can run the ball. And North Carolina State, well, they're among the nation's best against the run this season. They're ranking fifth in rush defense by allowing just 104.7 yards per game on the ground. In fact, the Wolfpack rush defense held opponents to 3.23 yards per carry on the season and allowed only 16 rushing touchdowns all year. That's good for 34th in the nation. So to me, you're thinking strength on strength. The edge here goes North Carolina State. And it does, maybe, because to me the X factor is Vanderbilt quarterback Kyle Shermer. He has to play the way like he did in the final two games of the season. In the last two games, both of them wins. He threw for 689 yards and four touchdowns to only one interception If he can pass like that, it's going to open up the run. Both teams are motivated to play in this bowl game. That's something that I look for when I bet on bowl games. Always important this time of year, although North Carolina State recently has had a habit of kind of laying down in these games. Check out SEC Country Vandy. That's at SEC Country Vandy. They posted some information on this game. Of course they did. And the big thing that I picked up from them is that there's going to be a blackout for this game. And Vanderbilt travels well. Both teams travel well. But I really give the edge to Vanderbilt. Wolfpack owned five against spread in the last five games against SEC. That shows me they step up a little bit in talent, their opposition that is, and they kind of lay down. This line just too high in what should be a three-point game. Bowl season is made for the dogs, and I think it works out again this week. Give me Vanderbilt plus five and a half. It's the way to go here. Now we're moving on. Time to hit the hard court with betting the buckets. Before posting up a pick, I'm going to look beyond the box score to game or two. That'll show us to something 
to watch for in the future from a betting standpoint. Because to me, if you look back, you can pick up so much from box scores or reading quotes from teams, basically going beyond the box score. So I always think that's important. I'm going to check out a calendar crunch and talk about one team that's in an ugly scheduling spot. And I really think it'll give us advantage if we look to fade them in the future. And then, of course, post up a pick. So let's go. For beyond the box score, I'm looking at all NBA Christmas Day games and how high scoring they were. NBA favorites, just 3-2 and two straight up and against the spread. But the overs went 4-1 and one in the Christmas Day games. Every game was over 200. So to me, what's that say? Maybe during the holidays, whether they play less defense, maybe the referees swallow the whistle a bit. Uh, they're prone to be high scoring. So not only keep an eye on that for other holiday situations coming up, uh, especially Martin Luther King Day, which is a big NBA day, but maybe holidays lean to the over. It's something I'm going to keep in my memory bank. But the team I want to highlight is the Chicago Bulls. They are playing horrible, horrible basketball right now. They allow the Spurs to jump out to a 20-point lead in the first quarter, which shows just how slow they've been out the gate. They gave up 64 second half points. And that to me, to me, that was huge because they came all the way back to take a 70 to 67 lead in the third quarter. So they were getting pounded. They come all the way back and they just give it up again. They take too many shots, isolation shots, light in the game, late in the game. That's a veteran problem, in my opinion. When you get the ball to Dwayne Wade, they're not moving it, they're just shooting it. They need those open looks, especially with this team. But what I really think is bubbling over is the frustration. And to me, it all starts with Coach uh, Fred Hoiberg. This is a guy that's always been mild-mannered this year, especially of a late. He's exploding. He did it again yesterday. Uh, You could tell to me he's fighting for his job. He's yelling at the refs. He's yelling at the players. He just does not seem himself. I I thought this was a bad hire for the Bulls to begin with. Truth be told, he's not going to make it for the season. I don't think he'll make it through the season. Also, the locker room is split. You got your young players and you got your veterans. Dwayne Wade is like, hey, don't worry about it. I've been in the league forever. I've seen this happen before. All we got to do is make the playoffs. Where younger players are not doing well at all. Some of them have been quoted. Even Jimmy Butler said, look, nothing is going right for us right now. I think that's a big split. I think that's how you can tell there's a split in this locker room. I think that's where you get your isolation shot and you get your quick shots. Their bench, although they played well against the Spurs, their bench has been a nightmare. The Bulls are bad against the spread right now, so if you're betting on them, you've been beat down. The Bulls 1-6 against the spread in the last seven against the Eastern Conference. 1-6 against the spread last seven home games against a team with a losing record. And 1-7 against the spread in the last eight games overall. I would stay far away from this team for a little bit. I could even suggest a fade in a few spots. They're playing Indiana tonight. But overall, for me, just leave them alone. No reason to get on the bet to the Bulls right now. Just leave them alone. Quickly, let's go to a calendar crunch. Calendar crunch is simple. I pick out a team. That could be a fade in the new future or maybe a play on if the schedule is really good for them. And, and I talk about what kind of situation they're in that is either good or bad. And that team I'm going to talk about today is the L.A. Clippers. They played Christmas night against the Lakers. They're going to play in back-to-back games. They'll play tonight against the Nuggets. And then they're going to hit the road for a three-game set in four nights that ends with a game against Russell Westbrook and the Oklahoma City Thunder. So not only do you have a team on the road for three games and four nights, throw in the holiday, throw in the fact that they got to play the Thunder, who are a high-scoring, fast-paced team and that leads to trouble between Christmas night and that game against the Thunder they're going to play five games and seven nights which includes three games and four nights on the road the Clippers are the team that is in a calendar crutch
All right, let's get to the pick for tonight. I'm laying the short number with the Washington Wizards. The Wizards are 11-6 against the spread the last 17 times that they faced the team, which defeated them in their previous meeting, and they have some revenge in this spot. This is a home-and-home home series. I have a theory for that, and it's very simple. When teams play home-and-home, home, which means they played against a team and then they turn around and host that team or vice versa, you're going to play on the team that lost and did not cover the first time around. The theory is the team that won, not really hyped up. They don't think they have to change much. They just came into it. They just beat them big, and so they think they can do it again where the home team or the losing team in this in this case, actually both in this case, are making adjustments. And this has been a home series, basically. Home team 4-1 and gets spread last five meetings in the Bucks. 1-4 and gets spread last five meetings in Washington. Washington setter Marcin Gortat trained 42-66 from the field with four double-doubles last seven games. He's heating up. We know all about the guard play, which is really, really strong. And look, the Wizards' defense, they allowed the Bucks to shoot 56% from the field in the last game. What goes up must go down. There is no way the Wizards are going to allow them to shoot that way again, or even better, that the Bucks are going to be able to pull that off. Uh, the, John Wall came out and said, look, I think you're going to have like one out of every five, five games where you just get your tail beat. He said, tonight we just got our tail whooped in all phases of the games. We converted back to old defensive ways, and that's not the way we can beat these guys, end quote. That means to me, leader of this team, he's telling them they got to play better defense. I think they play better defense. They respond with a good defensive game, get the win and the cover, take the Wizards. I'm looking at minus 4.5, and, and I hope everyone wins big tonight betting the buckets. But before we wrap things up with the NFL pick, first I must tell you about mybookie.ag. Look, I'm only going to recommend a sports book to my listeners that's been good to me. It is where I play. I'm urging you to make your way to mybookie.ag. You win and they pay. You're wasting your time betting anywhere else. To me, they offer high credit card acceptance rates so you can start playing right away. They also have live betting so you can play after the game's tipped off. And unlike some other websites, my bookie offers fast, no hassle payouts when you win. And just for being a chaser, just for listening to this podcast, if you join mybookie.ag now, you have to use the promo code chaser. Make sure you use the promo code chaser and you will get an exclusive 100% bonus. Please sign up. Like I said, I play with them. You play, you win, you get paid. That's what's important and that's why I love them. Thanks for hearing me out, but let's talk. Monday Night Football, Lions and Cowboys, and let's face it, this game is more important to the Lions. Cowboys have clinched the number one seed, and Ian Rappaport, he's at Rap Sheet, by the way. If you're an NFL fan, he's a must-follow. The Lions playoff scenario tonight is simple. He posted this win and in the wild card to host a game they need to beat the Packers. If they lose, they have to face the Packers. To me, in the biggest game of the week, and I agree with another chaser, Dave Burkett, you follow him at Dave Burkett, covers the Lions like you read about. He's great. Um, he said, no reasons Lions-Packers should not be moved to Sunday Night Football. I agree. The Cowboys are all in tonight. Ed Werder posted he's ESPN. Of course, a great follow. Make sure you follow him as well. On Twitter, he said, Cowboys' Jason Garrett said the starters will play a full complement of snaps Monday night against the Lions found this quote from Jason Garrett. He said, we like the rhythm of our defense and how Dak Prescott is playing. This is not a surprise. The Cowboys have consistently come out and said they will not rest 
their starters. Cowboys open up minus seven. Sharps gobbled that up early in the week. They thought, of course, that the Giants could win the Eagles, uh, beat the Eagles, and if they did, the Cowboys would have motivation to play this game. Now they are kind of backing off at a few of these games. Also interesting because if you look at the Vegas rankings, and I do, the Lions are ranked 24th, which technically would make them a pretty bad team. Arguably one of the worst teams to make the playoffs if they do indeed make the playoffs. The edge for the Lions would be that the Cowboys' pass defense, they can get beat. We've seen them get beat a couple times this year. They were beat up pretty bad against the Redskins. The Lions actually moved the ball well enough when they played the Giants the previous week, but the turnovers kept them from putting points on the board. Again, Lions one-dimensional. They can't run. Eric Ebron and Matthew Stafford have the Lions' only two rushing touchdowns over the last seven games. 75.6% 75.6% of the offensive yardage game by Detroit is through passing. That's the second highest percentage in the league. We know it's all about Matthew Stafford. He's got an injured finger, so that's something to pay attention to. Detroit allows the highest completion percentage in the league at 72.8%, and opponents have scored on 31.3% of the drives against Detroit since Week 7. I know what you're thinking. What if the Cowboys rest the starters? Look, I... I don't think they're going to. I know they're going to play him at least for the first quarter or two quarter, but I don't think I would be too surprised if they did rest their starters late. Think about this. Think about this little scenario. The Cowboys have a comfortable lead going into the fourth quarter and entering the game as one Tony Romo. I know. Bear with me. But if you're going to rest your starters, Dak Prescott's a starter, so the backup would be Tony Romo. And that's right. I think you see him tonight. Not only do I think you see him tonight, but I think he passes for a TD. Because if Tony Romo gets in the game, you can guarantee that he'll want to throw a touchdown. You can guarantee that he'll want to prove to people he's still got a little left in the tank, whether it's because he may do some relief in playoffs or whether he wants to go to a different team next year. So I think that he is not done tonight. That late pass will lead to a win and a cover for the Cowboys. I'm looking at a final of 33-21. to 21. Take the Dallas Cowboys to win tonight and cover. That will do it for this chasing ball game on this Monday after Christmas. Thank you all, all the chasers that put up some quality information that I use today. And if you want to be a chaser, just share info with me at chasing a ball game. I, I don't care what it is, college basketball, NBA, uh, NFL, whatever you got. I love sports, and my podcast will feature many different sports as I post picks and winners. So hit me up on Twitter, at Chasing Ball Game, and I will make sure to feature it right here on the show each and every time I go on the air. And again, quick, to the point, full of picks. That's what Chasing Ball Game is all about, sharing information, building a great community, and doing it very quick so you can get on with your day. That's what this show is all about. So please enjoy your Monday, win big, and keep on chasing.